Good afternoon. Who are, thank you, IT. For those of you who are watching us on live stream, it's good to have you watch us on live stream, as well as, um, you know, give us a few days after the meeting, then our minutes will be available to you also on the website, so you can also catch up that way. But I, I do think live stream is the best way. <clears throat> and of course, you have your individual district commissioners you can always call and confer with about in, any uh, <clears throat> questions you may have, as well as the staff here at the office. So we appreciate the public involvement, the public engagement, public input. There's a lot going on in Liberty County, all that we can't go into detail with at our meetings, but we certainly would be willing to do that with you offset, off, off so please uh, take advantage of that. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. This time, let us stand for our prayer and pledge. I'm going to ask our in-house <laughs> <laughs> chaplain <laughs> to do our invocation yeah, He might us. start charging us for that. <laughs> Charge you with love, Mr. Commissioner. Let's pray. Gracious God, we are ever thankful, mindful of your many blessings in our lives, and we continue to thank you. We pray now, Father God, for a divine outpouring of your grace and your mercy and your divine insight tonight as these uh, leaders, Father God, engage in business of this community. We pray that you will continue to bless them and show them up with your love, Father God. We pray for families that are struggling right now, Father God, that you continue to be with them and strengthen them, Father God. And we thank you for all the things you do for us on a daily basis, the simple things. We thank you for them. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, one God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, sir. This time we're going to pause. Mr. Brown has a few special announcements and a recognition he wants to make, so let's entertain those now, please, while we have a, a full house. Um, Mr. Chairman, thank you so much. I um, want to just recognize uh, a few folks here. One of those is among y'all, uh, which is uh, Commissioner Maxie Jones, the fourth. Mr. Jones uh, just received the recognition of a certified county commissioner, which is very quick uh, to do that. So he completed all of his core requirements under ACCG's learning program, uh, which is which is very very important. Now I think everybody knows that. So I wanted to. Make sure everybody realize that tonight. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations, sir. Uh, the other one is also among us, and that's Chairman Donald Lovett, who uh, obviously received your, your core certification some time back and then went on specialty tracks uh, to be able to further that education. And most recently, among those, has completed the quality of life, social issues, and revenue and finance specialty track, ladies. So he's... He's the one you need to go to now to talk to you about those finance things. But congratulations. You're out of order. Thank you. Thank you. Um, next person who's received some recognition, in fact, uh, as of yesterday or day before, was Gregory C. Stanley, um, who is gone. He left, left on me. He must have known that was coming. Uh, he received the certification from the University of Georgia uh, for local government chief information officer, which he's been working on also which goes a long way with everything that's here plus emergency services. So, well, that's very good. Let's give him a hand. The last good news I bring you 
and, I, and I, there's really two parts of this good news, is that um, we're fortunate enough to be able to have our new CFO, the ladies tell me, she's identifying as CFO in training uh, as a designation, uh, Miss Samantha Richardson. Uh, she's from Columbus, Georgia. Uh, she graduated from the University of South Florida, so it's a Florida school, but not the bad one, uh, with a bachelor's degree in accounting in 2003. Uh, she's a licensed CPA, and in fact, uh, she's been in the CPA business for about 19 years, most recently with our audit firm of Malden and Jenkins. And the, the lead guy was in here today, and I'll tell you ladies, when I stepped in there to speak to him, I said, hello, and he was, hello. I said, I'm sorry. He said, oh, don't worry about it. I said, well, you didn't know what I was sorry about unless you were already mad. So, you know, we, we stole her, which is very good. Uh, she has two daughters, three cats, and currently resides in Effingham County. But when her family, they're looking to relocate within the next year to Liberty County, we certainly hope so. And she is a Bulldog fan. She wanted me to tell you that, <laughs> Mr. Gear. So you'll come up. I'm sure Kim will have a few words to say. But thank you so much for letting us take a minute to recognize those. Thank people. you, sir. Congratulations, everybody, and welcome. Yeah. Our proclamations, we're going to start with the Natural Veterans Small Business Week. Mr. Brown? Yes, sir. This is a proclamation from Liberty County Board of Commissioners for National Veterans Small Business Week, whereas in 2014, the U.S. commemorated the first National Veterans Small Business Week to honor veteran entrepreneurs who continue to create more jobs that continue to the overall growth of our economy. And whereas veteran-owned businesses play a key role in the U.S. economy, making up 9% of all small business and employing more than 5 million people nationally. And whereas every year the Small Business Administration supports and celebrates veterans, service members, National Guard and Reserve members, and military spouse entrepreneurs. And whereas due to our local military installation, Fort Stewart, Liberty County has an abundance of military and veteran-owned businesses that contribute to the growth of our local economy. Therefore, I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners, do hereby proclaim the first week in November as National Veterans Small Business Week to celebrate all the men and women who have fought for our country and continue to build our local economy by creating new businesses in our region, so executed on October 20th, 2022. Uh, Ms. Lee, is that you? <clears throat> well, Help us with that. Um, we will be doing live streams with several veteran-owned businesses during that week. This is just your first meeting before that week actually happens, um, our last meeting, I guess. And we'll also be giving gifts to veteran-owned business owners and things like that. Just way to recognize the contribution that they make. Leah, do you have? I mean, since we're doing so much feminine in Liberty County, is that your startup now? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, ladies, then. You will. Uh, another hat that Miss Miss Doctor Bell wears. Commissions for you will gather around. For the day. All right, make us look good, Bryce. Who's gonna receive? <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> Good to recognize that group. Good to have them in our community. 
I guess Dr. Bell's not going forward. She's just changing hats. <laughs> Ribbles Alive. <laughs> this is a proclamation to Liberty County Board of Commissioners. Rivers Alive is Georgia's annual volunteer waterway cleanup event that targets all waterways in the state, including streams, rivers, lakes, beaches, and wetlands. The mission of Rivers Alive is to create awareness of and involvement in the preservation of Georgia's water resources. Rivers Alive is held annually each fall and is a program of the Georgia Environmental Protection Division Outreach Program. Whereas the citizens of Liberty County recognize that all life is dependent upon clean water and strive to restore and maintain the chemical, physical, and biological integrity of Georgia's waters, <clears throat> whereas watersheds, the critical component of the hydraulic water cycle, is an integral part of all the Earth's systems. And whereas Georgia has 70,150 miles of streams and rivers that nourish our native plants and wildlife, and whereas the mission of Rivers Alive <clears throat> is to create awareness of and involvement in the preservation of Georgia's water resources through this annual volunteer cleanup of the 14 river basins in Georgia. And whereas October 22, 2022 is the 50th anniversary of the Clean Water Act and the International Day of Worldwide Monitoring. And whereas the Liberty County Board of Commissioners recognizes its commitment to engage citizens, civic and government officials, and business leaders to restore and preserve our watersheds in Georgia. And we're asked keep Liberty beautiful and Liberty County Board of Commissioners are committed to elevate the importance of volunteerism and motivate everyone in our community to become stewards of the environment. Now, therefore, I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners, do hereby proclaim October 22, 2022 as Rivers Alive Awareness Day in Liberty County and call this observance to the attention of our citizens. There. Um, I would like to put the attention on my Bryce here. Stop right here. Or <laughs> he has on the new Rivers Alive T-shirt that I hope every and each and one of you will receive by doing a cleanup in your area or sometime throughout um, the year until the end of December. Turn around. So you know you want one. <laughs> so that's our new uh, Rivers of Life t-shirt is Rivers Rule because we can't do anything if we don't protect our waterways. October the 22nd, we have four cities that's going to conduct their cleanups, and that's um, Hinesville, Midway, Flemington, and Allenhurst. And then the other three are going to have them later on this um this year before December. So we hope that the county and the other cities will come about and join as always at nine o'clock to one o'clock. Sometimes you come out and have some great lunch like in Flemington. Yeah, they have some good lunches, I have to say. <laughs> but all of them have good lunches, but Flemington does go above way and above um, with their sickle pickles. So we hope that um, you will come out and enjoy. And just remember that our waterways can't be clean and beautiful if we don't protect them. And that's all we have. All right. Come on. Looks like everybody will be going to Flemington. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a trip to Atlanta and had to bring back eight large boxes. Or we were on them. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But we made it happen. <laughs> you see everybody, Leah? <laughs> <laughs>
You got a good helper there, your grandson. You got a good helper. Alrighty. Thank you, everyone. Proclamations. Move right on to our departmental reports. Finance, Ms. Kim McLaughlin. Good evening. Good evening. Um, we just finished, um, actually, we just finished the uh, August report yesterday. <laughs> and um, we, that was with purpose and intent because I did want Samantha to be able to do the sales tax reports with me because she'll only have three months of those reports. And they contain a lot of information and a lot of footnotes and, yeah. Anyway, so let me just start with your, um, your basic report. So at the end of August, um, we have captured only about 6% of our budgeted revenues, and we have exhausted about 13% of our budgeted expenditures. Um, the biggest thing is we've made the adjustment, and Mr. Chairman, you and I talked about this when we um, looked at some of the millage rate stuff. So on the balance sheet, um, at the end of August, there was 3.3 months worth of undesignated and unreserved fund balance. And I know in July, when we closed the month of July, we actually had, we reported that we had 6.6 months. But as I told you, that was a little inflated because of the bond issue that we did in June. So once we reserved specific things that that bond issue was going to cover, and we made a reservation for that, it brought it down to actually 3.3 months with an undesignated unreserved fund balance, and that's what you wanted to know. Um, looking at the departments, there are um, a few departments that are running slightly ahead of schedule. Um, in administration, they're running slightly ahead of schedule because of some payments due to um, made to professional services for the county salary plan and for the Mercer group. Um, and then in data processing, that is the department that um, is responsible for all of those annual contracts for so many software programs, including the finance department. Um, so his budget is skewed a little bit towards the beginning of the year because he has to pay for all of those. Um, I, I've talked to you before about the general administration and the superior court because of those one-time expenses that we pay up front, those are kind of skewed. Um, debt service, we, we still need to come in line for the enterprise lease agreements. Um, hopefully that'll start leveling off, um, but right now it's running ahead of schedule because I think of all the cars that we got in during the first two months of the year. And then other financing uses running slightly ahead of schedule because of the operating transfer out for the uh, 911 system. Um, at the end of August, your solid waste operations has a small net income right now of 101,000. Um, all of your, all of the departments within solid waste are operating within their uh, budgeted guidelines. And your um, special revenue funds, 
911 running slightly ahead of schedule because of some payments to Motorola, Motorola Solutions for um, their radio maintenance. So I do expect them to fall back in line within the next couple of months. <clears throat> and then your sales tax report. So we spent a lot of time on this to make sure that we had all of the obligations um, nailed down for some of those things that you did in your August and September meeting for some of those commitments that you made, whether it was to the Sam Harris gym, um, whether it was to Miller Park, whether it was to Davis and Select Street. So all of those things should be in there now. Um, and in August, our sales tax looked great again. Again, over a million dollars. So at the end of August, we are $5.5 million ahead of schedule, which is fantastic. Good. Um, and again, this will continue to collect until April. So we're definitely going to be over $54 because at the end of August, we're already at $53 million. Looking really good. Um, Tease Bloss, the same thing. Uh, again, we added those commitments, especially for the Select and the Davis Street and Allenhurst. So that's, that's in there, too. Um, and the distribution for T-Splost, again, we're about $500,000 ahead of schedule there. Um, we received a little, uh, little more than 900000 So uh, sales tax continues to do wonderfully. Um, nobody stopped buying things, no matter how high they seem to go. So good for us. That's all I have on my report, unless anybody has specific questions. I do want to remind everybody um, on the, we actually had our first advertisement run in the paper today. I don't know if how many Oh, yeah. Saw it. Okay. I didn't um, see it. I got calls. Oh, you got calls. Okay. Absolutely. So we will have a public hearing on November 1st at noon, and then we'll have a second public hearing November 1st at 6. That, that is your regular meeting day. And then we'll have our third public hearing and adoption on November 17th. So I just want to remind everybody <coughs> time. What were they? I'm sorry. Um, November 1st. November 1st. At, at noon. And then again at 6. And then November 17th at 5. We'll have our last public hearing and then adopt. I do have a question. Go ahead. Um, collections. We're going to be all right. They're trying to look at the. Is there any anticipated expense? Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely. <laughs> I mean, do we have any anything we can look at that the L, you think we're going to have? So, so you know, I, I don't. Like, are we going to have runoffs? Are we going to have another special elections? I, I don't know that. I do know during the budget time, um, Rhonda worked very hard to try and gauge and look at previous elections to try and gauge, you know, the costs that she would incur for this. This, Even though this isn't a presidential election, it definitely is still a very big election because you've got your, your governor and, you know, some of your um, other legislators on there. So... Mm -hmm. I believe we'll be okay, but again, if you have multiple runoffs. Which in it, it could actually be a total of seven runoffs. Wow. Well, I mean, we've got sales tax that we're going to be voting on at that time, too, 
Yes. And we're looking at um, yeah. two, two months, Mr. Chairman, of fun, uh, undesignated. 3.3 months point. right now of undesignated unreserved fund balance. I, I think it's probably, a, a, of course, I don't think it's too early to do it, but we probably need to make sure we get letters to all of the constitutional officers that encourage them so next year we need to try to hold i mean let's don't spend that budget yeah so one of the things i was going to do um is before we actually had our first public hearing i was going to try and put out some information to some of those elected officials um and certainly the department heads and invite them to come to those public hearings so that they can see firsthand the information that I shared with you. So, as you know, once that budget is approved for them, they get it, and they, they don't have to cut anything. But I, I do believe that if they actually went through the exercise and reviewed the information that I shared with y'all, um, they would probably realize just how important it is this year <coughs> to um, possibly turn some money back in if they're able to, because we're going to be utilizing fund balance at this point. Well, we, we had set up here, some of us had, I know probably before Commissioner Jones was, I mean, we were going to try to be between four and five months, months. of undesignated fund balance, and we know what and, and, and again, alternative is. And this, this time of year it is going to be your... This, this is the time when you go down low. And, mm -hmm. and, of course, right after tax bills go out and we get our first distribution, we shoot right back up to, like, you know, seven or eight months. So this is our lean time. This, so we expect it to drop during the months of August, September, October, and then hopefully we get the bills out and get some money in and it comes back up. And which in, <clears throat> I'm glad that you did what the chairman asked. So we now we know we got a true... Yes, sir. Yeah. Now. Yes, yes. Yes. Of only three yes. months. Mr. Chairman, I did have a question. Did, did you say you already closed out last year? Have you got it closed? Yes, we closed. We gave all the trial balances to the auditors. And a matter of fact, they started their field work this week. Okay. What, do you remember what the collection rate on taxes was, what the percent was? I know we normally go 97%. I know, and we looked at that report yesterday and didn't calculate. We, we, we were giving information to the auditors. I don't know what that is, but I'll make a note to yeah, see what the um, you know what, year in collection rate is. Right. Okay. I know we, we normally plug in 93 to 97. Um, yeah, normally, you know, in the, in the past few years we've been doing 97. 97 I think we've been holding at 97 and he's actually done pretty close well. to that mm -hmm. yeah yeah so if you'll what, check that Board of Education does there's two at 97 97 okay 97. yeah okay okay I, I made he a note probably to get is that. hitting it hitting at that <clears throat> yeah he if it isn't it, I mean I I haven't known him to be below 96 in several years Good. so it's been 96 and 97 okay I know everybody's been following what COVID had done in people without work and having to spend mm -hmm. into their savings. And of course, now we're two years, basically. I, I just, there, there could be some folks that, you know, having to make arrangements to do that. And I, um, I mean, two months is, is better than zero, but I like four months. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be real honest with you. Uh, yes, 
I understand. And I, and I mean, it's going to be important that it, it helps us to show the public when we having this sales tax that we're being approved <coughs> that money. So, mm -hmm. well, you know, the, a year ago we were at four point two. Part of the um, part of that change is the fact that your budget a year ago was $42 million and your budget now is $48 million. So a month of expenses is a lot more this year than a year ago. But yes, sir, I understand. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Chairman. Go, go ahead. Mr. Brown, Chairman, mm -hmm. I'm looking at teeth blossoms, Kim. Yes, sir. And I'm just... This uh, signal, signal and median at Butler Avenue. Is that Butler Avenue in Midway? And I just got a question on it. Is the city going to help with that? I mean, um, that's one of those mandatory projects. Meeting, you're talking about signal and median Butler, Na Butler Avenue. Butler Avenue, right? Because we haven't spent anything on that yet, but that was one of those countywide county projects. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, okay. And the other one is. Uh, we hadn't had a meeting with them in a while, is Interstate Paper, D.S. Smith. Uh, that project has, the amount on that project, I'm quite sure, has grown probably almost, probably, what, almost three million now, Mr. Brown? Quite, because it was 2.6. Uh, yes, so if, if we think about the, how much road costs have gone up at a half a million dollars a mile. Right. Uh, it's four miles. It's about 3.8 miles. 3.8 miles. It's about, yes. about 3.8. I think we need to go back and have another discussion with them and see are they willing to contribute? Because if not, this round of T-Splash still wouldn't give them enough money to do that road. Not, not without contribution. No, no. And you're talking there, Commissioner Stephen, that's the entire length of that road. Right, that's right. Some of that, though, will be... Riceboro, but Riceboro is not going. Last time we sat to the table with them, Riceboro didn't have any. They wasn't going to have anything to contribute to Wallet, really. And I think somebody was going to Atlanta to talk with the uh, chairman. You were you in that meeting? I wasn't in it, but you know, you, you reminded Mr. Brown, me. I, I heard Mayor Stacy say something in the last month or so that there are discussions with D.A. Smith about the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they always the, the, the discussion is can we patch it? Yeah, <clears throat> that's that's the discussion. And, and you know we didn't get into it, but, but it sounded whatever they discussed it sounded pretty positive. Okay. Well, I get with him. We can. We need. We all need to be on the same page. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I if it's ours, it's ours. But if it belongs to the city of Riceboro, then you know let's let's mm -hmm. fix what's ours. And if they need some help. <laughs> Uh, I understand it. I mean, even a dirt road that's out here, we're 100% responsible for it after the log trucks is beat it out. Right. And mm -hmm. running up down Hines Road, every time I turn around... Um, Patching it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's aggravating the dirt, if you want to call it that. But yeah. it's got to be done. So if the road needs to be fixed, I'm, if the chairman says we got somebody going to Atlanta... Of course, they may wait till after the election to come. <laughs> <laughs> Chairman, um, okay. Go ahead. Um, on the the sales tax money, uh, road money detail. Um, yes. And Mr. Chairman, I I don't know if I you know I know I know I can't spend your money. I can. <laughs> I, 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 can I can I can act like I can, but um. 
I thought that uh, we were supposed to um, kind of partner a little bit on the uh, Select and Davis Road. We did talk about that yesterday. We did talk about that. We didn't have any numbers, but we talked about it. Yeah. Well, I think we, we were going to get the majority of it from Alan Hurst, and mm -hmm. you and I were going to yes, kind of piggyback that on it. That was our discussion. Yeah. Uh, okay, you know what? His number for the obligations, and I'm just looking at this, his number for the obligations is 270, so there is some in that. We just did not add that to his footnote because uh, on, on his footnote it says 80,000 for, 80, for Yeomans Road, 100,000 for Southside Park, so it would be another um, 90,361 for the Davis and Select. So it is in there. I'll just add it to the footnote. Thank you okay, for catching okay. that. So we have a number. You do have a number, the yeah, 90,361. Yeah, 61. Yeah, 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 we got it. Yes. Okay, all right, thanks. I'll add and, that. Thank um, you. Now I have the number. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're, but, but I will tell you, it's in the numbers. It just wasn't in the notes. Yeah, so. yeah the, the math is there. The, the, but the, right. we did, the note uh, isn't. We did agree to partner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, 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 I didn't want to get all the credit for, for your old neighborhood. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And um, he, he asked me for money now. <laughs> I, I, I'm still going to get your money. <laughs> and then give it to Marin like I always do. Thank um, you. And I guess, and Kim, you know, you, you made a, um, a good point that, um, you know, that exercise that we went through, I mean, it, it's eye-opening that the meetings that we had, and um, I mean, it may not make a difference, but if you did meet with the constitutional officers and lay it out kind of like you did, I, I think uh, they, they may have a change of heart. But um, I mean, you, the only way to find out is to find out. So, it, and if you do that, um, if we get anything, it's, I think it'll help, but because it's it's eye opening when you when you lay it down like that and it's explaining it and you can see it, you know. In May or June when we are budgeting, that's one thing. But then now when it's time to set the millage and you take a take a look at it, um, and and it's it's all of us, all us are in this together. So right, that, um, right. But that explanation is um, is about as real as, as it gets. Yes, sir. So if you, if you can do that, um, I think it would be great. Yeah. I, I not get nothing. But, uh, I, I, that's, my, that's my intention. Okay, good. Okay. That's all I have, Mr. Chairman. And, and one thing, Kim, when we were going through your slides the other day and we were looking at what the modern $150,000 house would generate, I, I just took the opportunity this weekend to look at sales since me and you talked and the hundred fifty thousand dollar house, I, I couldn't find but three or four of them. So we might want to. Let me be raised. So, so we we definitely I can make a, a couple of more examples. I will tell you this: um, the advertisements require us to use the average <coughs> home value, and believe it or not, when I contacted the assessor's office, the average home value in Liberty County, countywide, is one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Really. Really, might not be what's selling right now. <laughs> Think outside of Hinesville, guys. What? Think outside of Hinesville. That's what I'm looking at. I'm Think looking outside at of New Hinesville. Well, or, and don't look at the coast. Yeah. Lot less houses on the coast. But I, I certainly, uh, I certainly can do a couple of different examples so that you can see the difference between the 150 and maybe even the 250. So the Liberty magazine that was put out, I looked at it, and we're looking at anywhere between two twenty-five, some of them up to four hundred thousand. Mm. Now, I um, I know that that 
be looked at two or three different ways. Somebody say, well, it ain't the house, it's the house and the property. And it don't make no difference. You're assessed on everything there. So um, when Is we that... did it, it was great because it was about eight years ago. Right. This dollar has declined. Mr. Chair, is, is that included with uh, mobile homes as well, with that value? Or if there are homes, if it's a homesteaded home, yes. Okay. Yes, module, module. Module structure. Well, right. Module structure. Right. Yeah, because uh, I, I think. If they were grouped in the real property, not the personal property yet. Right, because uh, in our meeting, I, mm -hmm. I saw that for 175, I was like. Let me know where it's at. Yeah. Okay. Hard to believe. Okay. Mr. Chairman. Um, Kim, um, I was looking at the sales tax and road money detail, um, and I see a bunch of red beside <laughs> District 4. This is English class. Um, is that something that you could explain now or what I need so, to So, So the, in the red are the obligations, just to show you that that's what we're deducting from your available balance. So the column all the way to the right, if you're looking under the road money detail, <clears throat> that is your available balance. So the way this works is we, we get the collected to date plus the other revenue less all the adjustments of the transfers that you've made to recreation, less the expenses, less the obligations, and that leaves you your available balance over to the right. So even though you see a lot of red, those reds stand for <coughs> obligations. So. Yeah, I guess the main question I was getting at is uh, the transfers to recreation. So the reason I make them red here is because we're taking them away from the road money and we're adding them to recreation. So if you go to the front page of your report and you go up to where recreation is and you see that other revenue, and you look at item B, you'll see all the monies that have come from the uh, commissioner's road funds are identified for recreation. So it's a, it's a positive number here because it's a negative number here so they net to zero, so it's the same amount of money. We've just moved it from roads to recreation. Mr. Mr. Jones, that, that was actually an obligation that your predecessor made early into the program. Yeah, that's it what we That's what I was It went towards Gill Park. That was, <laughs> that was a contribution. Yeah, because I knew of the obligations that I had committed to and... Um, no, sir, it's total obligations right. from the inception of the sale. Right. That's what I Get his debit card, get his debit card. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. When you raised your hand up, you accepted it. <laughs> Thank you. Anything else? Uh, if there's nothing else, I was going to let uh, Miss Samantha just share a couple of words with y'all, and you okay. can ask her questions if you like. Go ahead. <laughs> Hello. Um, good evening. I'm Samantha, uh, as they've introduced me, and I'm very happy to be joining the Liberty County family. Um, everyone has been so kind and welcoming and uh, made me feel right at home. Um, and I am ex especially grateful that Kim has uh, offered to stay on her additional uh, two and a half months to train me and uh, show me the ropes. And I uh, look forward to working with you all. And thank you for having me. Ms. Samantha, it's one thing I will caution you on. Learn how to lock your door when a certain person comes from the other end of the building to your building, to your <laughs> office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Ralph. 
I will tell you, you know, he is a Georgia Bulldog fan. He did get her education in Florida, so there'll be none of this South Georgia <laughs> We will have Florida Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, I mean, like I said, she's been auditing for years, so she's extremely well-versed right. in governmental accounting and in financial reporting. So now really what she's learning mostly are our systems, um, our actual software systems, and actually all the functions, <laughs> the payroll function, the, the billing and cash posting and the... Uh, purchasing and the payables, all, all the different functions that go along and the military rate and the budget stuff, the things that happen in a finance department, not necessarily in auditing. I'm glad to have you. Glad to have you too, sir. Welcome I'm glad. Did you ever work for a, a county before? It's mainly been just for a firm? Yes. There'll be a lot of hollering and carrying on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't always agree, but I mean, sure. at the end of the day, our job is to try to do what's best for Mm -hmm. the, the all the constituents. Yeah. And a dollar down in Florida looks just like it does it in uh, Georgia. So yeah. Kim will try to tell you different, but it's <laughs> it's a prettier dollar. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. And if any of us can help you, you just give us a call. Kim, while you're still there, if you will, please, since we kind of opened that door a little bit, and once again we're being live streamed, will you please explain to our Viewing audience, the the two major factors that that we are we are we are what's the word working with and around as we prepare to to set millage with those two. So there's a couple of things. Um, you know, you you're at a disadvantage with your fiscal year because you have to adopt a budget before you actually know what the digest will produce for you. And the digest, the property taxes, are your most significant revenue line item. Um, uh, over half. So you're, set, you're adopting a budget without really knowing for sure whether or not your major revenue line item will be there to support it. And we work through this, seems like, every, every year. year. Um, so there's two types of growth. There's the real growth, and then there's the reassessed growth. So um, the real growth is when something brand new comes onto the digest, brand new built. Reassessed growth is if um, your property, because of the sales around it, happens to be reevaluated, so it just increases in value. So your, your taxes will go up. If your assessment has gone up, your taxes are going to go up. Um, if you've added on, that's new real growth, your taxes will go up. Brand new home, it's real property adds to the digest. In our case, this particular year, because our budget grew by $7 million, um, even though there was significant growth in the digest, both real and reassessed, it wasn't enough to support an additional $7 million. This year, one mill countywide will generate about $1.54 million. That, that's at 100% collection. Um, so again, last year, one mill produced about one million three, almost 1.4 million, maybe 1.38 million. Um, but now it's just gone up to 1.54. So yes, it increased, but think about how much that, that differential, that 150 or 200,000, 
and our millage rate is 16 mils, that's not going to cover $7 million. So that is the struggle that we're working with right now. We've identified certain expenses that we hope fund balance will cover those one-time expenses. And I've, I've already met with a couple of department heads, one in particular that we talked about, um, Mr. Chairman, and we've, we've found um, a, a pretty good amount of number, a um, few hundred thousand dollars to scale back. But again, I think Commissioner Gillard is right. I think once the elected officials actually look at what we're up against, maybe they will be a little bit more conservative towards the second half of the year with their spending and their requests, knowing that, you know, if they turn money back in, that's just that less fund balance we have to eat up. So, and, and I'll be honest with you, um, most departments, at least Mr. Brown's departments, they do turn money back in at the end of the year. So it's not unusual in certain years, and you know this, for us to come under budget at the end of June of like a million dollars. So, you know, when we first set our budget, um, <clears throat> You know, could you say, are we going to expense, you know, are we going to actually exhaust all 48 point whatever million? Maybe not. Maybe we will come in at 46 or 47, and then 2 million of that will be covered by fund balance because those were one-time items. So, you know, it, it could help out. Um, but it really, it, it will take everybody working together. It really will. Otherwise, we are going to start depleting fund balance for more than just those one-time items. You know, I appreciate your diplomacy. Um, I want to go ahead and, and say those two tick, big ticket items are <clears throat> EMS yes. and our fire department. Yes. Uh -huh. you, you made a commitment some years ago to stand up a countywide fire department, and we have slowly been getting there. Um, you know, we went back in 2017, and maybe that fire budget was 300000 this year, I think it's over four million, four point six million, um, and I hope once we get to the point where the fire stations are built and we're we're fully staffed and we have all the equipment, that that'll kind of level out. I would hope so, and maybe this is just one of those big years where we grew a little bit faster than the digest could support. Um, certainly, EMS was a was a hit. Um, it, it was a hit last year, and this year we're budgeting a whole year for it, and that's about a $2 million loss right there. So that's, that alone is, is about a mil and a half. And so the fact that you went, you're advertising to go from 16.6 .6 to 17.4, when you know the loss on just EMS is a mil and a half, that speaks volumes. And so, you know, but you made the commitment. And, and standing by it, and we're going to try and work through it best we can. And like I said, I, th I think, I hope, when those elected officials see this, um, you know, they'll just keep it in their mind that they don't have to spend every single penny. Um, that this is a this is a tough year because this is the last and final year that we're pushing to get all the recruits and all the fire fire firefighters and EMS folks and everything up and running. So. Yeah, it's difficult. Jim, I got one. Mr. Brown, Ms. Kemp. I bet what you took away from that department is leave enough to when the last brick is laid, the roof is on to put everything in that station. 
Um, I I do believe so. Now, I, there there is still the question of the lieutenants, and and we can still talk about that and all. No, I'm talking about like furniture wise. Yes, sir. It will. Yeah, so the furniture, the furniture and fixtures, uh, FF and E and everything is in the um, construction budget. Okay. So yes, sir. And of course, that was part of that bond issue okay. that we've we've mm -hmm. got money reserved for. Yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to go ahead and okay. get that out there, so our viewing audience would know what we're dealing with them, and, and uh, what's the um, uptick in our in our uh, budget. Um, just uh, give you a little bit of insight. So we did uh, speak to the fire chief, and we asked about staggering some positions. And ladies and gentlemen, if you were to hear him explain, um, how do I say the the, the present working conditions? The I mean, load, he, the current load. He barely gets time to breathe right now because he's he's chief and <laughs> uh, and doing everything else too. Uh, he's answering a lot of questions, staying on call. He and uh, his assistant. Um, so he he was agreeable that he would stagger where he, we could, but he made it very clear that the working conditions are not ideal right now uh, for that department. So, and we also looked operationally and found some money <clears throat> operationally that we think we can defer, um, and he'll be okay. Yeah. So those are some of the inside stories that Jim Public would not know, uh, as well as constitutional officers would not know what's being done, you know, to help to uh, balance the budget. So I just want to get that out there. All right. Thank you all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, sir. Samantha, good to have you. You got it from here? <laughs> all right. All right. Engineering. Trend number two. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to slim down a little bit. Uh, yeah, Trent, uh, he, he couldn't make it again today, but uh be happy to answer any questions I can. I uh, want to lead off if there was any questions y'all might have had. Uh, I think you have the his mid-month report in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, start out with if y'all had anything in particular you wanted to look into. Yes. <clears throat> Trade Hill Road. Trade Hill Road. Polite Lane. <laughs> That project has been lingering on now for almost a year. I'd like to see some action on it. If somebody is overloaded, we need to know, so we have to contract it out. We need to do it. Okay. I will look into that and get Mr. Trent. And also Miller Park, Mr. Brown. <clears throat> it's dry down there. Same kind of gumbo clay. It's on Miller Field. It's over at the fire station. They're over there working real hard on that section on the fire department. They done did the uh, holding pond and everything else. Miller Parks looks like boo-boo the bear. Mm -hmm. People ride by every day and they're constantly calling me. We need to do something with it and show some action over there somehow or another. I know one time we say that we're waiting on the power company. Power company has done what they need to do. but There has been no action over there this month at all and it's dry. And I think, and I had that on my report to bring in. Thank you, Mr. Stevens. Is uh, I was only impression Trent had especially spoken to you about that because um, there is some bad material that's got to be pulled out of there, mm -hmm. just like we had to do on the fire station, had to do on EMS a couple of times, uh, and so it's going to cause 
a change order to be done there. That amount's been calculated. And in fact, he met with Ms. McLaughlin last week to be able to secure some extra funding through Splash so that it would not need to come from any other source. And so um, that, that is on Trent's report. That is what he's working on, that change order to be able to execute that to get that material pulled out. That should be ready to be presented on the, it's not ready today, but it will be on the, the next meeting. Uh, so on that change order, we won't see no action till the next, after the next meeting with the change order? I believe not. Cause it, and it could be raining by then. That's, until that's established, it's kind of, they can't really move forward until uh, we get that uh, approved. Okay. So, Question on the on the back, uh, the Davidson Select. Um, just reading it, it says is preparing construction plans. Now, this is not a a dirt road. These these are paved roads that that need some, you know, be resurfaced. I mean, the the road is there. It's been there. It's just in bad shape. It's beat up real bad. I don't know um, how much actual construction. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, call for, but I, I do know that um, you know it's, it's going to be resurfaced at the same width and, and everything. It's, you know, the, the only thing new would be new asphalt and some striping. Uh, you know, so I, I <coughs> really know what how detailed uh, the construction plans uh, <coughs> need to be. To uh, I'm not familiar with this one, but I will get with Mr. Trent on this. Uh, only thing I can think of, I see where they're having some core cuts in there, so I, I imagine there's a problem with some thicknesses. Um, I'm not sh exactly sure if there's going to be some rehabilitation as well, but core cuts usually indicate there's might be deeper trouble than just surface. It's, it's, it's some bad, um, you know, uh, dips in it. I, yes, sir. On, uh, on Davis, I believe. Mm -hmm. I imagine that's why these talking I do about know from, trying to from, figure out how deep they need to go and come back with it. To, in in Walthyville from from Shaw to the Allenhurst line, uh, you know, they, uh, Walthyville got that done pretty quick. The guy was out there today and by lunchtime he had resurfaced it. And um, it, it is bad on um, on Davis, but um, the, the, the part of Select doesn't seem like it need that much, but but, but it might, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering, um, you know, I'd like to try to um, get that done before the, the rainy season get in here. Yes, sir. And, Most of um, Claudia Lane, uh, that's Commissioner's uh, Stevens District now, but um, but the water system, you know, that's been an ongoing project back when that was in my district, uh, you know, for the last 12 years. But um, I think we're getting some some movement on it. And I know uh, Lamar uh, Tillman was doing some work with that, and you know, Trent has been working in it, and uh, we're trying to get the the letters out. Um, I think the last time I had talked, I thought the letters would have been out a month ago, but um, but they still hadn't hadn't been given out. So you know, just like to just see um, a little movement, uh, a little more movement on, in those two areas. Uh, I, I get calls, and Commissioner Stevens get calls on that as well. So we're just trying to get some people some some clean drinking water down there as soon as we can. Yes, sir. Okay, Mr. Brett, uh, Mr. Chair. I'm glad you mentioned quality of land. Just, Mr. Brown, the discussion that we had the other day. Uh, will we be able to locate any funding to complete this project on Claudia Lane? So one thing he's looking at is the number, is the exact length that it'll be taken on the right of way so that we get a full full access deed there so that we, we can rectify not only the cost, I'm sorry to be such a long answer, um, 
to get the exact cost of what it's going to take to put that thing in, including fire hydrants. Um, there is $25,000 that's left in the water fund, but, but you may remember that years ago there, there was some money left in that water fund and Claudia was passed because you couldn't get the right of way on it or couldn't get access, and so you made the decision to shift that money over to extend the water line actually a little further up 196 East. So there's, there won't be enough money to be able to construct that to go in there. You will have to find some additional funding for that. Or will you find the money before we initiate the start? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir, we will. Okay. <clears throat> well, it looks to me like, um, of course, the park, um, and I, you know, offered up some money, and you're right, it has been uh, about 18 months, but. Somewhere down there, they're, they're having an issue getting field dirt, obviously. Um, I know they're hauling it from as far away as Lone County. Um, and that may be something that you folks need to go out there and, and let's start looking on that end of the county for some place that we can have a, I hate to call it a bar pit, but we're going to have issues that, uh, after you muck it out, it needs to be filled right back in. And um, if you've got to haul it 15 miles away, I mean, you just, it's just a limited amount of time because they're going to have to come down 84, which they're doing the work in Flemington, and I don't want to drag it on no longer. Um, to be real honest with you, Commissioner Stevens, I could have probably used that money and already had something done. Right. But, I mean, it, it's something I committed for the recreation, and I want us to... <laughs> move forward with it. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and I'm we gonna will. get some from the chairman. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, no, no. Uh, but I'm serious about that. Now. I mean, we really and truly, I, yeah, I, I think yeah. that if we need to, because you're going to have Clinton's building, I mean, we're going to be looking at that. We're going to also be looking at the possibility of more road work if the sales tax passes. So, you know, that's going to be the next thing is, well, we can't get dirt. Well, we, we uh, last year ran ads in the paper, and we looked at actual soil locations around the county, contacted some folks, and ran ads in the paper, uh, wanting to know if anybody would be interested <clears throat> in even selling. we got to pay for it, but to sell for it. And we didn't have any takers, so it's probably time to go back out and try to do that again. Mr. Brown, let me get tell Trent uh, you get with me later. I believe I know where a good pit is at. don't know if it's been tested yet or not. It's in the McIntosh area. That would be very helpful. <laughs> Can I make a comment? Uh, you, you done said, I'm, I'm sorry, you wanted to say something? Yes, sir. Okay. Mr. Chairman, uh, Mr. Brown, how you do, sir? Um, is there any update on the phase one of Habersham that we were supposed to have been doing, making some improvements on the drainage? Um, I think we've discussed it a couple of times, and Trent had um, mentioned that we were going to get on it. And I was wondering if there's been any progress made toward that fix yet. I'll have to talk with Mr. Wells. Actually, Mr. Wells was going to be doing that with Mr. Long, and I'll let you know tomorrow. I can touch base with him. Be glad to. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Something that Commissioner Gillett brought to my attention. Uh, in the Allenhurst Walthubby area. I just need to 
ensure that something's being done. Um, the Select and Davis Street, obviously, I think it's the, the issue is the quality of paving. Can we be assured now that there's one level of paving when we do projects here in Liberty County? Yes, sir, because I mean, we Mike and Brandon would say this, but we follow DOT specs. I mean, there really is only one guide. I, I don't know what how select and this was done yeah or what but it but it we are it we doesn't compare to some other street, streets strict got specs yeah. that might be yeah. why he's doing the core cuts on it to see what's actually out there yeah mm -hmm. it's it's a i i got out with jerry <laughs> had told me about the road and i looked at it and it's a clay clay base road oh no rock underneath it mm -hmm. okay that and that's one of the reasons why it's like that mr chairman it's probably gonna have to be they probably have to do a reclamation on it, redone, and, uh, and then and, and to put the and put the specs in. Okay, but that won't happen now. No, sir. We don't. San Clay Base quit using that for. I'm not saying others don't use it, but we don't use it. Look like that black felt that they use for uh, before they put shingles on top of a house. Mm, probably what happened then is you got <laughs> That's you, what it well, like. what mm. you got is bad soil under there then that may have to be mucked out. That was that fabric layer, <clears throat> yeah, that stabilizer <throat> layer. So that's. Another yeah, that's issue, why, but that's yeah. beat out so bad. So, yeah. you know, Mr. Chairman, we um, how much more money you got? Cause, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it may it, close my account, Kim. Yeah, hey, it, 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 it may be a construction project. It's, it's, it's yeah, it may yeah. be, yeah. It, especially if it it's is got bad. fabric already yeah, under yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll take a little more. Than it, it's a bad. I've seen school buses yeah. in there that it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah they, they, they don't pave them like that no more, which is a good thing. Right, yeah. It's been years since they did anything mm -hmm. on that side of Allenhurst. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to make sure we have one standard. Yeah. Yes, we do. We do. All right, we do. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you all. All right. Elmig's on here. Elmig. Uh, yep. Uh, I know Trent has the Elmig prepared. I believe there's yeah. one section he's got to divide up. Uh, I believe it's Mr. Justin's area uh, project. But uh, he has it prepared. Uh, he did not give it to me today, but I know he's got it ready. Uh, yeah. Once that one project's uh, broken up. And, and, and I, I talked with Trent yesterday, and you know, he and I need to get together on, on my portion of the LMIG. He, he did call me yesterday. Um, okay, well, maybe it's your area. I don't know. Maybe it is something with Justin, but he did call me about it, and he and I will get together next week on that. Sir. Yeah. It's on here as an action item, so we'll defer this to the yes, next. Sir, I'll make a note if okay. that's okay. We'll put it on November. All right. Because we do need to get it on to Atlanta. I think the drop dead date is shortly after the next okay. meeting, as a matter of fact. Have Trent send that out to all of us, please. You all. I bet, I bet when you see Trent, you're going to say, don't look at me, don't send me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't send me back over there see, no more. See, I had a nice little report. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he started out and said, hey, look at him. That report. was your worst mistake. Do, do, do y'all hey. have, have any questions? <laughs> I, I, I promise you, I, I thought he was going to be just mistake. quick up there. <laughs> y'all just started firing at him. I felt bad. That's hey, why hey, I've been quiet hey, over well, here. I but, warned him before he got up here. I was hey, coming after him. But, but what, what I like about him, he done walked away five times. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Brandon. And, and he took plenty of notes. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> did. All right. Man. All right. <laughs> Sheriff Office Grant, Chicago. Are you? 
Shaquille Russell. Man, hey, uh, Mr. Chairman, before before you now back, back in the day, um, Shaq, as we call him, he, he used to be my nephew. I hadn't seen him in a long time. He moved up, left me, and went up to City Hall. Now he's over at the Justice Center. This is the first time I seen him. I mean, I mean my, my nephew. Now he was my nephew. I was Uncle Gary. I was Uncle Gary for three years, and I hadn't seen him. But uh, nice to see you, uh, nephew. We, we still we still family, right? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Uh, first of all, uh, good afternoon, Chairman, no Commissioners. Um, I'm Shakira Russell. I'm the Grand Administrator for the Liberty County Sheriff's Office, and I'm here to speak of uh, three federal grants that we've been awarded and one state grant that we've been awarded. Um, I'm going to start with one, and um, if you have any questions, um, I'll break in between. Um, the Sheriff's Office has been awarded uh, $14,242 from the Adburn Memorial Justice Grant. Um, this grant will be used to purchase a CPR guardian for the um, Liberty County Jail to improve handling and storage of the MA property. Um, the CPR guardian total is $21,125. So the difference of it will be coming out of the uh, Liberty County Jail uh, budget. Um, it's going to help uh, improve uh, in processing and out processing and it's uh, eliminate any um, Lost, lost property from the jail, and it's 100% temper-proof. Uh, there is no cash match for this for this grant, but we'll just be coming out of budget for the okay. remaining the difference of the uh, difference of the machine. All right, uh, Mr. Brown, this was one item that was on their request list, right? Doing the budget. Oh no, sir. The, the was I, I, that was the scanner. The scanner oh, the is scanner. what was under, yes, sir, yeah. yes, sir. That mm -hmm. was funded through uh, the ARPA. Okay. Okay, um, the next grant, um, the Sheriff's Office has been awarded $53,940 for the body warrant camera policy um, implementation program. Um, there is a 50% match for this grant, but it would be paid um, in in-kind hours from uh, my salary and two other people's salary, so there would be no cash match for this grant. Um, it's going to be used to help purchase 30 more body work cameras from um, under the current contract, uh, under the current contract vendor, and it will pro uh, provide two years of service for that grant. So that'll cover 30 cameras and two years of service. Now, this was on our yes, sir. Your request, mm -hmm. right? body, body, more body cams, was it? Right. No body cams. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Yes, yeah, so the uh, next grant is for the, this one's catered to the K-9 unit. They were approved for $120,000 for the Kevin and Avante uh, program grant. It's for um, locating individuals with dementia and developmental disabilities by providing sick kits to, sick kits to um, everyone um, that has those uh, disabilities. Um, so they'll be able to track them faster. Um, so if anyone with um, autism or something, they get lost. They have a scent kit they can provide to the canines, and the canines can pick up the scent and start tracking them faster. Um, they will be partnering. They're going to be partnering with a lot of the uh, uh, local schools in the area, um, and a lot of the nursing homes, nursing homes that have people that have dementia. Because as we know, Hinesville is full of woods and water. It's easy for somebody to wander off and get lost here. So having these kits will probably be um, not probably there. Definitely help in the long run. Um, this is actually for this is a two-year grant, and it's actually um, it provides a canine also 
or it yeah. gives them a, a additional uh, trained canine, and it sends the handler and another canine to get trained also. So this is for two years, and there is no match for this grant either. Scent kit. Yes, sir. It's a scent uh. kit. Um, they provide it to people that um, or the caregivers mm-hmm. of the kid. The people have um, developmental disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you just wipe it up on your arms. You place it in a jar. Mm-hmm. You keep it in your house. Mm-hmm. So if they wander off or they get lost, mm-hmm. you can call the canine unit that already have their scent, and they can pick up the scent a lot faster than trying to just locate, just in starting in the area, they already pick up a cent. How many, how many kids with this grant? Um, I think a total, we wanted to do all around, actually I don't have the exact number with me, but mm-hmm. it's close to 100,000 kits. So uh, we want to spend, we broke it into two years, 60,000 for one year and 60,000 for the next year. Um, the kits do vary, but they're, they're small, so they're not really, something that would be bulky, but you'll be able to have enough to try to pass out everyone, to get it to everyone uh, within the county. I was thinking about how you would do manage that process of, of getting them out too. Uh, you mentioned the schools. I yes, uh, partner with, I spoke to uh, Dr. Perry um, mm-hmm. about it. Um, so they were the, once we get the funds and everything is straightened away, they'll work with the, uh, the Board of Education to try to, um, get that information out to parents yeah, yeah. Um, and also using the nursing homes and anything else to try to uh, get all that information out, going to um, attending any events that the city holds, just trying to get that word out. Um, and social social media is another big thing that they're going to use too um, because paying for ads, is, pass, um, ads are factored into the budget too. Is it? Okay. okay. And yes, we do, and we do get like the canine. Yes, we do get a canine. Yes, is that ma'am. correct? Within within the hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yes, ma'am. That's pretty good. Yeah. You say they're trained two canines. Oh, they're they'll provide Echo. one that's trained, uh-huh. and then they will send another one. That you have already. That's all, another one and a uh, handler to go to a training too, or he will come down here to us. Didn't we have this grant before? No, Mm-mm. I thought no. we had a dementia grant. Mm-mm. First time. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, also, um, the last one. Um, the sheriff's office was awarded $35,400 um, from the governor, the governor Criminal Justice Coordinator Council uh, Law Enforcement Training Grant. Um, this training grant, um, these funds are, are going to be used for um, force and de-escalation training, uh, crisis intervention, and school safety. Um, the awarded funds will be used um, by the sheriff's office to purchase simulated, simulated weapons, tactical training aids for outdoor use, and EMS training aids, um, including um, um, what's that? Um, dummies. Mannequins. Um, yes, mannequins. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so we uh, purchased mannequins. Dummies too. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of EMS training aids, um, a, lot of, a lot of CPR dummies, mm-hmm. um, so we can stay uh, current on our training. Um, also, there's, there's no cash match for this, this grant either. How much is that one? Uh, this is for thirty-five thousand four hundred. Yeah. Okay. So I recall correctly, those training mannequins are very expensive. Very expensive. Uh, yes, sir. Expensive. <laughs> yes, sir. That was a that was a big get for us. We, okay. This is a really good grant for us. So EMS is going to use them and and EMS probably EMS. And uh, EMS is going to be coming to help provide us training. Okay. On the with the mannequins and the CPR dummies. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, I'm not sure as, as much how much uh, how much they're going to be using them, mm -hmm. but I know that that's going to provide them with a lot more training. Right. What you mentioned de-escalation. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. You mentioned de-escalation. Uh, yes, sir. De-escalation training. Um, the simulator weapons that we're going to be <clears throat> using um, are paint paint uh, paintball trackers. Mm -hmm. paint, Paintball weapons, mm -hmm. you know, and um, well, a lot of training when it goes in that, um, they're going to be doing a lot of live action training, a lot of role playing training, role-playing uh, mm -hmm. role scenarios mm -hmm. um, to try to help, you know, without actually having to be on the road or in any situation that's outside of training. To, mm -hmm. um, so they want to be, this is the first time that they've seen this mm -hmm. type of scenario. And the um, funds will also um, purchase um, simulator, simulated weapons, mm -hmm. so prop, prop guns, prop tasers, um, anything that can help them get a more lifelike feel to the training. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, sir. What's the, what is the total amount of the all of the grants that you have? Uh, uh, all the grants here, or all the grants that, that you have? Uh, One hundred and twenty thousand. Um, you just presented how much? One hundred and twenty. Oh, no. Um, no about a little over 200000 It was about well, 210 to 11. A little over 200000 mm -hmm. And the notes. I, I don't have the notes. Oh. I don't have the notes. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. It's a little over 200000 Uh Mr. Brown, you did a good job on getting her. <laughs> we can get him. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing good. <laughs> I don't want to be arrested, sir. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. The, um, the uh, few of the federal grants, the CJCC grant, um, that's why I'm uh, presenting to you um, the, the, today that I needed the chairman's signature on the, um, some of the paperwork since we do share the same tax ID um, number as the uh, Board of Commissioners. Mm -hmm. That's why your, uh, your signature is going to be needed. But hopefully this isn't the first, last time I'm up oh, here. Oh, sir, keep it coming. Keep, coming. keep it coming. Yes, sir. That's true. If, if you want just, to... If, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. So if, if the board would just make a motion in a second to... Um, authorize receipt of those, then it'd give you the right to sign any of the paperwork necessary for the governing authority on those grants. That'd be great. I'll move. Second. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor by show of hands, please. All right. Just done. Good job. Good work. Yes, it is yes sir. Good. Thank you. Great job. Good work. On, um, the Narcan, I know that don't last forever. I'm, how do y'all maintain that, Sheriff? I mean, you got to have supply for all of them. But, I mean, is there a shelf life on it? I don't know what the right shelf life is for them, but we always, uh, I think last time we got a grant for them. Yes, we actually got another grant for uh, Narcan kits. Um, I think they supplied us with 86 additional Narcan kits. So that will, that will help. That helped. Um, I learned the shelf life uh, while I was doing it, but I can't remember off the top of my head. So you're using it that often, then, sounds like. Well, you can never have too many Narcan yeah, right. kits, sir. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm not sure of the shelf life, but I know if you keep them in warm conditions, even even, even if uh, Georgia heat, they don't expire that often, even in Georgia heat. I did learn that much. We keep them stored properly, so they last. We don't get low. We try to make sure we have made. What now? We don't get low, so we make sure no, we maintain just, enough. Every time you turn to, you know, read in the newspaper, there's somebody yeah. have to give it to them. So I'm just saying, you know, it's 
kind of like a taser would last for a long time, but now you got to use one once a day. My wife uses one on me twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we don't Get have to use it that much. <laughs> uh, I'd just like to say thank the commissioners uh, for working with us. Uh, and uh, Definitely Shaquille has been a great asset to us, and he has done a f fantastic job. I can't say enough. We're always trying to make sure we're doing uh, the right thing with the uh, public's funds so we know uh, we want to try to save money. That's why we're out there all the time looking for grants. We always have some uh, in the back waiting to come forward. So we got some. We're working on some now. Um, we know that things are getting more and more expensive, especially in law enforcement. But we do the best we can with what we have. So we appreciate y'all for what y'all do for us. And the community should just be uh, thankful that we have uh, good commissioners and good chairman that, that's going to take care of us. So thank y'all so much. Yeah. We're going to see you how good we are when we come back and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey. As, as uh, <laughs> Gary said, um, yeah. we're here to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Shaq, now, you, you know, you kind of you kind of set the bar with these um, grants are good. But these no match grants. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 you, you set the bar now, yes, yes, and, um, and, and, and you're still my nephew, and I'm glad to see you. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm even happier when it's a no match grant. So when you come back, you already set the bar now. You, 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 you know. uh, Sheriff permission, make sure that those go to the top of the list. Okay, right. no match. Okay, okay. You know, no, that's no, the best, no match. That's, that's the best, best kind of grant. No, yeah. no digressing, huh? Yes, sir. All right. Thank y'all. All right. Appreciate Thank you. you. Mm -hmm. I better wait and see how the next one goes. We're talking about jail piping next. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no grants for jail piping? Uh, no grants for jail piping. Good news is is that uh, ARPA is able to do this. You prioritize it under your ARPA budget to do it. Uh, it is something that's desperately needed, and I won't go back into all that because I think the jail administrator and sheriff and, and uh, chief deputy in, in, uh, in the past has covered all that. But as you all know, the jail was built sometime back, and uh, with copper piping, which was the standard back then. And so, uh, as is happening in homes with the water and the chemicals and things that happen, the deterioration of the copper uh, has happened. So there were, uh, actually, jail administrator obtained uh, three quotes on that. You have those uh, in front of you. Um, one of those companies has really specialized in trying to go into jail facilities and be able to do this kind of work. Uh, our recommendation, along with his recommendation, is that the board uh, utilize Ranger Mechanical Company out of Covington, Georgia, to do that. They have a long track track record of doing that type of work, and that's who we would recommend to you for $160,500, again, to be funded by ARPA funds so we can get that work going. That was the recommendation. I just want to make sure you know that where it says reference, it says Emanuel County, but I assume they gave us the estimate for Liberty. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. She, in fact, has sent me uh, okay. a correction on that. But it is, right. it is the correct amount. Okay. All right. Well, I would make a motion that we approve the uh, estimate for Ranger Mechanical for the piping at the Liberty County Jail for 160500 Second. Motion second. That we approve the uh, bid from. What's the time frame on getting this done? Ranger Mechanical. Um, look back in here. I know they're going to have to order equipment. Uh, Mr. Stevens, I'll have to find out exactly what that time frame was. I think they indicated to him they could start immediately on it. Well, I, I have one question, Mr. Chairman. Go ahead, sir. I mean, we, we got the second, and we have the question part. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, uh, you say Ranger, and um, the three, the other one was Jake Patrick. Jake Patrick. Out, out of Guyton, and Tom Pro out of Cooler. Uh, Cooler. Okay. Now, it, and Ranger has, you said, uh, more experience doing this, this kind of work, Joy? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Retrofitting older jails. And they did visit the site, went thoroughly through it. Did a real good job, he felt like, doing a review on what was needed also. Yeah, but I mean, would, that, that price is a little a little higher than it is than, uh, than Jake. Okay. And uh, is, if we and could. I'm sorry, Mr. Chair, I, I see at the bottom, uh, it talks about the change order as well. So, uh, and I know this is an estimate. So uh, did we put like a, we didn't do a contingency? 10% or anything on that? It's just flat out? We did not. You can do that if you want to, is, is to add a 10% contingency to that. Mm. Sarah, it was just a, you know how these projects go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, get even though they did a thorough review, there could be some going into, into an old facility. Could running going into, yeah, he'll yeah. come back and, for. You know, I, I have. I have a little bit of experience with renovations, not that big. And I know from a small renovation, once you start digging, some zone come up almost guaranteed. So okay. it's just, what you just a thought what, process. What percent? What we would do, uh, usually 10%. Normally we do 10%. Yeah, it could be 10%, so it would be about $16,000 on top of that. And, and that money would not be, uh, be utilized in the contract. It's set mm -hmm. aside only to be approved. As needed, so if it's not, not part of the contract, all right. So we own this uh, the the jail part of that was the water line was brought up somewhere along the edge of the tree line from the old down by, by the old airport. Is that how it come in? No, so it runs in there. It actually runs in there along the roadway. Right. So uh, it actually ties into the old, to the detective detective office. office. It does, and it pumps in. It does. I just wondered that that line that's at the jail. I mean, I know how old it is. Is that is that been looked at as um, any contamination in that? No, sir. In fact, I, I my hats off to ESG because we did have some um, some valve issues out there a while back. We're not related to ESG, but just valve <coughs> issues internally, and they were able to put a camera in that line and look at it. So that line of that that line of pipe really from the road to the jail, the supply line. Uh, is um, is cast iron is in good shape. Okay, good. Yeah, I just I'm not a plumber. We need to amend the motion to add the ten percent contingency. If you would please, that'd yeah, be great. let's do that. Mr. Yeah. Chairman, I'll make them. Do I need recede or just add to? You can go ahead. Add to. Add to, add to my motion the ten percent contingency if needed. Uh, second. Mm -hmm. All right. All in favor? Show of hands. <clears throat> Mobile food service establishments. Yes, sir. I'll try. Hey, wait a minute. Y'all ain't got to. Just because we finished, y'all ain't. <laughs> Go ahead. Got his pipe fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, this is, and, and commissioners, this is an issue that, that really has come up over time with uh, obviously not just recently the food truck 
industry has come forth to be even more strong, even in the unincorporated areas. Uh, you know, previously it was, which is before you in the city of Hinesville ordinance, but re really spawned off in the city. But now you got a lot of, of mobile food service establishments that, that go to events. Right now, the way the county ordinance is written, they have to get a business license each time they go to every separate place. Uh, which is kind of antiquated. Uh, so I wanted to see if it was okay. This is just something for you to look at. Ours wouldn't necessarily be exactly like this uh, to see if y'all wanted me to go ahead and try to at least give you a draft of a mobile food service establishment ordinance to be able to consider. Uh, I'd like to try to do that as quickly as we can. Fall is a big time. Uh, you're not required to go through the notification period and public hearing on ordinances like cities are, but I think we could have you something back by your next meeting if the board wanted to at least consider looking at a draft of that. It'd be very helpful to those businesses, really, really simplify <clears throat> our permitting process too, and, and those individual business licenses were not meant really to follow mobile service establishment. Mm -hmm. And there's more and more requests for? Mm -hmm. There are more and more requests, more and more special events, yeah. and uh, yes, sir, a good, a good number. Okay. Yeah, I think they, they did. Um, as the city just adopted something because they, they they had some issues with that. But but Joy, uh, I mean, you, and everybody knows the the ice cream man. Now that that's that's <laughs> more mobile than of a food guy setting up at an event, or you know, and, and some of these food trucks they they set up at a certain place every day. You know, from from ten to two or something like that. But um, are you are you talking? Or are we going to be focusing on the ones that um, that participate in festivals or the ones that that do it um every day i guess the same the same ordinance would apply for uh, just a mobile food truck well i want to go in there and see it's probably two separate issues so if you got a mobile food wagon that sets up in an establishment and really stays there over a period of time they, they probably just need a business license to do that if it's not okay. if, if it's really non-mobile i think we're really trying to focus on those that move regularly and they really don't set up in a place and stay there long that they generally handle festivals like you're fixing to see on Main Street to do okay. that. And that's something we'll look both places. Who are going to inspect these trucks? Actually, it's uh, uh, inspection that gets done by the fire department, it gets done by the health department, and it gets done uh, by permitting also. One, two, three, four. Yeah, there's three, really three, 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 three separate. And the state just changed their law last year on food services. Actually, it becomes effective this January of 23. That only requires them to get a business license um, I'm sorry, only requires them to be inspected by the health department and certified by the health department for one license in the state of Georgia. So, so if they go from here to Tattnall County, if somebody that resident in Liberty County has a food service truck, they want to go to Tattnall County for an event, as long as they have been inspected and have a state license here, they don't have to get another one in Tattnall County. It's kind of so the state law is going to change. Yeah, not so burdensome on, on that right. business. Reach out to Nick Westbrook because I know when they did their truck, he mentioned the different counties having the different requirements and <clears throat> a little bit of a headache. So he, he, he he's battled scarred already, so he he could help us out with the direction on that. Cause he he and I had some conversation about the because his truck goes from county to county. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still digesting what Commissioner Stevens said about there's the avenue of enforcement could be health department stop by, he tells building inspector, hey, this ain't working. Building inspector drives up, he might see an extension cord 
where is it coming from and then where does it go as far as who's going to tell them no the fella standing up in there six foot six he's cooking Boston butts and it smells good I'm, I'm serious what is, I mean who's going or how are we going you going to send the license department down there I guess Joey or I mean how will this fall really let me let me take a look. Um, let, let me t let me take a look at some different ordinances as to how they do that. Mm -hmm. Come back to see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And, uh, you know. You know, and then it goes back to you know some of the complaints of um, taking business away from other establishments that are, you know. But in the community, and these food trucks come in and take the business away from there. <coughs> I, I so, and uh, and this this don't address that. Uh, but mm. you hear those complaints within, you know, if within it was the community. Good, there come. Yeah. If if you. But, if you it know, was good, they they come. That's right. You. That's right. So it, I, I don't I don't feel like a food truck, in no capacity could, could take away from another business. The only thing they could take away from another business is mediocre food, with all due respect, Experience. or anything. Right, right. But, uh, Mr. Chair, uh, also with this, uh, how about, I guess I have a question about vendors as well. Okay. Uh, because I know with the, with the vendor, if you have to get a county uh, business license, it's only for that particular location as well. So are, are we going to address that? We certainly can. I know. I know you and I had talked about that, uh, Commissioner Fraser. That's something we need to look into. Also, um, people that that want to do arts and crafts, right? People that want to set up, and normally for just for special events, which right. is where this mostly is geared for. Um, we need to look at that same. Please do. Yeah. I'll be glad to. Yeah. It's, it's it's the same thing like uh, with the food truck. So, say for instance, I want to do a vendor at the plaza on South Main. I would have to get a county license, and the only way or only place where I could open up a vendor ship or whatnot would be in that particular location. So I would have to pay for a year to just be able to be in that one location. If I wanted, if I want to go to to Rice Fest, I had to get a whole another separate license. You really do, and so and so the key I think around both of these and going back to address the the mobilization. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is right. is is the timeline. So you can't be in any one location for any certain period of time, any longer than any certain period of time in any one, you know, within a certain time frame. So so the businesses that would be set up in the plaza, for instance, right, um, may say, well, we got a problem with with somebody being able to come in here mobile well the fact is they can't come in there mobile but for so long and even i think there's probably as we'll find in some of those ordinances uh a provision that says you can't really set up in a commercial pl you know right. you can't you right. can't do that it's it, th these are mobile uh they're not intended to compete and they're in locations where no other businesses are right there we go yep because they don't pay property tax like a permanent business does so I'll be glad to look again, food service and, and vendors. Do that, yes, sir. We'll be glad to take a look at that. So. Well, I mean, you're talking about food service, and then Mr. Ray is talking about the, you know, whatever it 
might be, but I mean a business license, when you say business license, if you're a plumber in Savannah, you can come to Hinesville and work. Mm -hmm. And it's a business, okay? That don't make no difference. <clears throat> you're doing the plumbing. If you're an electrician, you can work in Hinesville and you can work in Gum Branch. So, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, if you've got a parkers, you don't want somebody pulling up in your parking lot. Well, they, they need to police their parking lot. But, uh, I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, listen, we'll, we'll take a look at all of those concerns. I mean, there's no immediate rush, so mm -hmm. to speak. I mean, even though you know, it's better, but you'll be able to look at it and sort it out. But, um, so we got time to go back and yes, sir. Make, make notes and come Oh, back. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Somebody's figured it out. Yeah. <clears throat> Administrative report. I'm, I'll be real quick, Mr. Chairman, because uh, we do have a couple of things for the executive session to look at real quickly tonight. Just an update on some of your projects. The two water system projects, uh, we've received final approval from EPD and OPB, which is funding that through their ARPA grant for the Lewis Fraser extension. So I got off the phone with a gentleman uh, this week, in fact, on that. We'll be going ahead and finalizing, trying to get that uh, Lewis Fraser uh, out for bid uh, to do that. Still waiting on EPD. Um, to on, on the what I'll call the west side piece, but we did receive approval from CSX. <coughs> so uh, once we receive approval from EPD, we'll be ready to ramp that one up and, and get that out too. Uh, there is a charge for permanent easement. I think it's about $8,000 uh, for the CSX easement, but that's the good news. That's come through very quickly. So uh, both of those should be moving forward. Um, Commissioner Stevens mentioned EMS station, uh, slabs poured, they're continue to go up with the block, all the hollow metal frames, which sometimes are delayed on projects, have are all on the project. And in fact, um, support structures are there also, metal support structures. So you know, bad news is project was held up by some rain and bad soil um, two, or three, two or three different times. And the good news is it allowed the materials to get on hand. So I stopped by there today to look at that. Uh, fire station project uh, being poured in sections. They've completed half of the sectional pours now. Uh, they got the first load of steel on site this week. Um, I think I've seen two, two trailers. Is that one load? I think it's just one load. I think it was just one, one load. load. Okay. Well, at least this afternoon they might have, they might have dumped some and left. But when I was there this afternoon, but right. that's good news. Uh, that's generally some long lead time material. Don't know of anything there that's going to be a, a hold up. Uh, Sam Harris Gym, if you haven't been by there, uh, please stop. It is it is all clean. HVAC contractor now coming back in. Uh, to uh, to try to do some uh, retrofit and installation start there. No material delays there, possibly with transformers and delivery there. Uh, we got a pretty long lead time on the transformer units, but hopefully that gets narrowed down. Um, but that's just the nature of being able to get them. That's Georgia Power. It'd be Georgia Power. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It, pool EMC? Or, the swimming pool's EMC. Mm -hmm. There's a split. That's what I'm saying. Did yeah, there's a split that? there. Yeah, split. I mean, there's an opportunity there that they could come out of the, the other one there. They ain't got no long time working on it. They got a long yes, time. Yes, we, we do, too. We do. We talked about the Miller Park site on the soil conditions in there, and I will, I've made a note to commissioners to get back with Mr. Long and really you know, talk about that some more. Um, Gun Branch Convenience Center pre-construction conference held there. Are going to end up doing a little bit of change order in there to go ahead and totally replace some fencing in the back. Mm -hmm. People have actually cut into that fencing, and um, so, so we're looking at that. The money is appropriated for all that, though, not a problem. Um, 
road department plan should be complete in the next 60 days. And uh, with the EMS station and budget and ramping up and all, we'll probably wait until the first of the year to put those out. Generally, the holidays are not a good time at the end of the year to bid projects. So we'll probably wait to have those ready to go uh, January, February in that. A couple of things we are working on. Do anticipate that the land closing will uh, be scheduled for the property acquisition that we're going to do for the health department. And that'll have to be done in open session. We'll, we'll be announcing that as that comes forth. Uh, and we are preparing a uh, sales agreement for the extra properties needed for the road department building. I anticipate having both those this week. A couple other projects we're working on, um, getting a price now for replacement of the roof at the EMS building, uh, the in-town building up here. All right. Yes, sir. And so uh, we'll, be, we'll be getting those proposals out. I'll probably be reaching out to an architect to help a little bit with that. We, we did get some general commercial uh, bids on that, but in looking back on those, those are only like 10-year warranties, and, and you need, if you're going to put a metal roof on, it needs to be at least a 20, 25-year warranty on that. <coughs> so uh, we'll be working on that. Other thing is, not related to construction at all, um, the automated data processing payroll program is something that Kim and Laura and uh, a lot of folks have been working on. That has a new go-live date of October 30th, so that's, that's a big change, and for the better, uh, for automation. So. Uh, just a few things going on there. Uh, the other thing I've got for you is a calendar. We normally present this before you're in just to let you know uh, when certain things happen and, and to firmly set your holidays by policy and your board meeting days. There's one conflict that shows up, and I wanted to see what you wanted to do with it. Uh, that will be your July meeting, first Tuesday meeting of 2023 is would be on July 4th. <laughs> to move that to the fifth. Hot dogs and hamburgers? Hey, I, I bet it won't be on July 4th. <laughs> uh, so do you want to try to do that on the 3rd or move it to the, maybe to the 5th? I think you usually just really do it the next day if you have a conflict. But I didn't know what the pleasure of the board was. We could look at that and we'll see what we got and we could decide whether we uh, move it up or back or... Not at all. I mean, depending on what's happening. Yes, sir. I'll make a note. You know, um, some, we need to, the, the only little guiding thing there is that no later than May, you need to decide because if there's any kind of planning commission rezoning that has to be done and advertised, uh, then that, that would be the only thing. But I'll make a note that we'll leave as is right now, TBD. Move it to the next week. So I was thinking maybe the 11th would we'll go to the 11th? Well, you could. The only thing is, you'd have a meeting the following week too, <laughs> or you might just go. Or we could just move month. our meetings. Sometimes we do. First and the third Thursday. <clears throat> yeah, we could eliminate I think all this. Eleventh. <laughs> that was the fix. Uh, and then uh, the final thing, uh, Mr. Chairman, is I know, right? Uh, it's just the notice of the uh, ribbon cutting for the Stephen Cohen Military Family Clinic, which is uh, next Tuesday at one o'clock at three forty-five West Memorial. Have gotten an invitation. The governor's going to be in town there. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. We're having a meeting at the Rochester School with LCPC on the is it the second? I'd have to I'd have to look. Second of November or the sixth of November? Can't remember. And it, we're talking there. We're talking about the issue down there that. On the other side of 95. 
Yes, sir. So that's a, a, a good lead in, I guess, just to go ahead and set a pattern for that as far as how that meeting will transpire. Um, as you know, that meeting is to really do a update to the comprehensive plan. So the focus area is from I-95 all the way to the coast. So I, I need, you know, especially if we're, if we're um, being televised right now, I need for everyone to understand it's not to focus necessarily on problems at the I-95 interchange or the anticipated development area only, is to look at what the East End needs going forward for the next 10 years. So it would include a look at those things, but also uh, a look at recreational activities that are needed, quality of life that's needed, historical resource preservation that's needed. It's a complete look at the comp plan. And then whatever's decided down there, as far as that sector of the county, will get rolled into the comp plan update that's done in, in two more years. It won't be redone. So uh, I hope that we'll be able to get the public to engage, to look beyond that and really say, what do you want it to look like? What do you think your input is that you want to get to the comp plan for the entire East End? Transportation, for instance, going much further, Commissioner Walden, four lane, whatever it may be, all the way to the coast. So it's not just a stop at the interchange. Yes, sir, thank you for bringing that up though. Appreciate everyone to show up. A comp plan is only good for four years. Or it was 10 years, I think. 10 years. You're supposed to do it for 10 years. You can amend it any time. Let me tell you, if you are elected every four years, that's not <laughs> I understand. That's the only way you can look at it. I mean, I, I would have never thought in my wildest dreams of chairman and... Oh, who played is it? <laughs> Mr. Gillard and Commissioner um, Thrift and Commissioner Stevens, we just stood over there at Jack Keel's Barbershop and had a justice center. So, I mean, it's just Jack the growth is just going to continue to come. And I'm, I, I hate it because that's a that's a pretty place down there, but. Mm -hmm. um, I've learned what happens after a few funerals. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Back to verify. That date That's for the public I'm is on our website and is on LCPC's website, too. So I, I, well, it is. Before we go back there, I, I, for the executive session, I, just, I would want to say, Mr. Chairman, I think I copied you on the email. Uh, we did get um, some good support from DOT along um, Allen Hurst and Waltherville along Highway 84. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they cleaned up both sides. It, it looks real good. So, I want to thank DOT. I sent the guy an email yesterday. I think I caught the jaw on it. But um, that's Mr. Rhodes. No, it was uh, Sean Sean Houston and um, and Ambrose Alvin. Those are the two that I coordinate with. They, they, they got it done, and it needed it. It needs it. Looks good. Three land acquisition items uh, for us to briefly discuss. And if we could stay in chambers, that'd be good because I really need to look at a map on the screen with you. Okay. Uh, on one matter, so I don't I don't anticipate it to take long. Didn't it go in executive session? Yes, sir, we did. Chair, take a motion. To Second. All in favor? Show me hands.
Ready? All right, Chair, take the motion to come out of executive session back in the regular session. So moved. All in favor? All right. Nothing else for the good order. Chair, turn the motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor. Thank you. Have a great evening.